Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Andy always dreamed of wrestling. He could see himself in the ring with bulging biceps and an evil sneer, basking in the spotlight. As he heard the crowd's jeer But Andy wasn't tough enough Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Married With Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Sound a little froggy there, Helen. Welcome. Well, I was in the middle of drinking water when you started We're recording. We're in a rush. What rush are we in? I don't want... To hear you complain about how much you have to edit. That was five seconds. Five seconds is nothing. I don't know how your process is. Exactly. You don't help. This is all me. I edit it. I post it. I do it all. It's me. I'm not sure what impression you're trying to do. I don't know either. I was trying to figure out, but I, I just gave up. I'm not, I'm not thinking of anything. That's just how I'm talking for some reason. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, I, don't oh, I know. You made us watch these two movies. Which, way, to, way to give people the meat and potatoes a minute in. You know, you gotta build people up. You gotta tell people what we are. Hey. Hi. You don't wanna bury the lead. What we do here, every single week we watch random movies uh, we own, uh, either randomly drawn out of our big collection or nominated back and forth, or theme to the week. Sometimes a couple of those things put together. We talk about our lives. We talk about the world. Um, we have a good time. It is still four sep- of those five things happen. It is still September eighth. It's a rare two podcast night. Two podcast. Two podcast. Let's see if you can hear in this episode when Samantha hits the wall and wanting to go to sleep. Sometimes it happens when we record one episode. It's going to happen. Excuse when we- me. If you weren't listening close enough last episode, then mm-hmm. you missed it. I hit the wall about ten <laughs> minutes into the last episode. You hit the wall. We need to say the word uproarious. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Uh, so yeah, so we're still recording. Um, we are, from when this is airing, just about 48 hours, two days away from PodSlam 2019, a podcast marathon benefiting Connor's Cure. It's PodSlam 5. It is my last PodSlam. It is uh, with a heavy heart that um, I step aside as my role of content director for the event been an amazing, uh, amazing journey and responsibility that uh, I was just basically told I was doing. Uh, <laughs> but I've absolutely loved it. It's one of the, the biggest pleasures of my life uh, with um, one of my best what? friends, along with one of my best friends, Rich. No, no, it's the greatest pleasure of your life along with what? Oh, well, hosting Podswoggle. Um, uh, I mean, that's all I can really think of right now. Oh, our, our daughter. Yeah, our daughter. Definitely. Ow. <laughs> Nothing related to you. Fuck you. Ow, my God. <sighs> yeah, yeah, nothing related to you. No, Come no, here, no, 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 I want to feel the pain. Nope, <laughs> nope, no kissing that. I was going to say something really nice. And what? Ruined it. Not about you. What were you going to say? I was just like, nice things about Rich and Pod Slam. All right, go on then. You're going to fucking abuse me live on air. No, Let I don't he- want I don't want you to touch it. No, Please, no, 
Come here, I'm so sorry. No, no, I, I want. Give me your arm. I want to feel the stick. <laughs> no, no. Let me kiss your it. devil lips away from me. <laughs> no, no, stop it. Nobody wants to hear this. If you want to hear what I have to say about Rich, <laughs> get off of me. Stop it. God damn it. Always get your way. I'm editing this all out. All this kisses. I'm so sorry. Stop kissing me. God damn it. <laughs> this is the worst moment in this show's history. Help. God, get off of me. Aren't you glad I don't have coffee breath anymore? <laughs> Go sit down. Fuck. Oh, it sucked. That's horrible. Awful content. <laughs> Every time you kiss me, no. What awful content. Uh, my best friend, Rich, uh, came up with this idea. <laughs> I'm trying to talk about bots like me. What are you doing? <coughs> oh, you're killing me. Stop kissing me! Came up with Pod Slam about five years ago um, as a way to raise... What? I still want to get to this point. Go on, I'm not saying anything. You're making boo-boo faces. I'm not making a face, it's just how I look. Oh, you're right. Um, five years ago, <laughs> he asked me uh, if we do this uh, charity podcast thing. But I, of course, I was planning on going to Chicago visiting anyway. Um, and every year it's become uh, this incredible production that really is done on a shoestring budget that is done uh, with just the small group of the Pod Swallow guys. Um, we've raised $13,000 <laughs> for Conjures Care in that time, which is incredible. And hopefully we're going to be raising a minimum of $5,000 more in just a couple days. Um, but I have basically booked, you know, listened to the shows that have applied pick the shows that have applied, so that's a huge task that I've made only a few mistakes on. Um, hosted the show by myself the first three years. Rich thankfully helped me last year. It'll be helping me again this year. Um, kind of one year when Rich was stuck in the tech booth with Tope, I was also kind of the coordinator of all the talent backstage our first year at I.O. in this big cabaret theater. Um... But again, wouldn't change it for the world. It's been an amazing experience. Uh, so every year since we've done Pod Slam, uh, Pod Slam used to be 100% wrestling themed because Connor's Cure was a, a charity started by WWE, now run uh, through the V Foundation, partnered with WWE. So we were doing a wrestling themed uh, movie. We did what else have we done? We did No Holds Barred. We did um, we did Beyond the Mat last year. We did... I know we did, like, the Flintstones movie last year, but I think that was just incidental. I don't think he still nominated it after the fact. We did the Flintstones WWE movie. We did... We did a movie with The Rock, I think. I can just fucking go in the box. Hold on. Where did my box go? What happened? What's happening? I know. I'm just so abused. Just abused. I'm sorry. Am I, am I allowed to talk? Never. Look at you. Ooh, you're actually going to listen to me now? You literally just hold off and try to smack me again. When you're hearing this, please, call, call whoever you need to call. Don't call anybody. To help me. Oh, please. I need help. Yeah, okay. Help me, I'm poor. Yeah, we did Beyond the Mat and Flintstones in WWE last year. 2017, we did Suburban Commando. Oh, yeah. Another right. Hulk Hogan movie. Yeah, yeah. So then 2016, that means that's when we did No Holds Barred, correct? And then did we do anything in 2015? Let me look. I think we must 2015, have. we did... 
we were moving, so we really didn't focus on it. We did the Princess Bride right around then, so I guess that kind of counted. Oh, yeah, because it was Andre the Giant. Yeah, but that wasn't why we did that, because we wanted that to be the first movie we watched in our new house kind of thing. It was just kind of incidental. So we're ending it uh, incidental. this year. Good one. Um, ending it this year. Still sucking ass. <laughs> I'm going to get you a shirt that says that you can never wear. Uh, well, breaking a rule. Uh, because each of these movies we watch, quote-unquote movies, really, um, were uh, an hour each, so we kind of made a two-hour experience that mm. uh, you just bit the bullet and got out of the way. Thank God. We watched the documentary, I'm From Hollywood, and we watched the... Mockumentary? Uh, basically, Mockumentary? I guess you call it, My Breakfast with Blassie. I will read the package. It is a two-disc set, so, so it all kind of goes together, yes. <clears throat> Your head will reel, but that's just how Andy would have wanted it, says the Philadelphia City Paper. Oh, a must-have if you are a fan of Kaufman, says DVDHolocaust.com. Good Lord! <laughs> Often crude, but always creative, says somebody else about DVD Holocaust. No, says TV Guide. To commemorate the 25th anniversary of Andy Kaufman's, parentheses, supposed death, this new DVD of two of his best-known films contains never-before-seen bonus features, none of which we watched. There was always the possibility that Andy Kaufman's obsession with pro wrestling was an act, an angry spoof of the nexus of sport and sideshow, pro wrestling. In the events chronicled in I'm From Hollywood, however, Kaufman finally morphs into a wrestling heel like none other, taking a Memphis wrestling match with a woman named Foxy to new levels of politically incorrect behavior, to put it lightly. When Foxy's trainer, Jerry Lawler, body slams Kaufman in the hospital, the result... Nope. Into the hospital. Really? Into the hospital. The result is a publicized vendetta against Lawler and eventually all of Tennessee. This is Kaufman at his most dangerous, exposing the soft, white underbelly of American culture while sacrificing his own career to a level of performance art that has not been replicated since. Kaufman's antics are again center stage in My Breakfast with Blassie as he hops a Hollywood bus to visit and eat with his old friend Freddie Blassie, self-proclaimed king of men and professional wrestler. Kaufman and Blassie discuss wrestling, stardom, hygiene, and whether to eat bacon or sausage in this classic piece of performance art. I'll give it to you. You'll Fine. give it to me. You said in. The word is in too. They're two separate words. What? Ever. Am I wrong? No. Okay. I. I hate you so much. I am a big Andy Kaufman fan. My only no. Was I hate Andy Kaufman. Was I hate Andy Kaufman. And that right there shows you, like, that's. How have we worked for the last 12 years? <laughs> I don't know. Fundamental differences. And we just asked each other the first day, hey, do you like Andy Kaufman? No, well, bye. <laughs> Peace. It was, it was part of the, um, I think it was part of the marketing or advertising, advertising for um, Man of the Moon was we called like a hundred random people and asked them like what their thoughts of Andy Kaufman were. And it was like 28% hung up, 5% of people loved him. Like it was really weird, you know, like, like how they did that. And exactly like he like did like a telephone call in if they should, he should be fired or kept on SNL as, and like, a feature performer. He got kicked him. off because yeah. of stuff like this. He just was incredibly ahead of his time. You still can't do the things that he did now in terms of the level of, 
He wasn't a comedian. Like he said, he would. He never told a joke in his entire life. Like he doesn't tell jokes. He's a he's a performance artist. He's about doing things in front of a room of people and seeing what reaction there's going to be. Ideally, he wants them to laugh and he wants them to get it. But if he's just going to read The Great Gatsby up to page like fourteen and you're going to fucking boo, well then he's going to yell at you because this is what he's doing. And you know you either going to get it or you don't. So. I, my first exposure to him was they used to play I'm From Hollywood on Comedy Central constantly during the late 90s, early 2000s of the Monday Night War when wrestling was like the most popular thing on television. Mm-hmm. They played this documentary incessantly at all hours. Um, and that's how you kind of, that's how I kind of found out who he was. Sure. Because, I mean, all this happened before I was alive. And then since having gone back and, you know, watched I'm From Hollywood, like I said, so many times. And I've watched the David Letterman clip, which is, I, I asked you if you wanted to watch it, and of course you said no, um, to get a better understanding of, like, how big, like... I don't need a better understanding. Like, that's one of, like, the like the biggest live TV moments in television history. Like, that moment, like, has been voted on many times as, like, one of the greatest, like, late night things ever, is where they go on TV and they continue this angle, and Jerry Lawler slaps the fuck out of Andy Kaufman, and he just, like, launches into this, like, in 1982 or 83... This, like, vicious tirade, um, which is wonderfully uh, replicated in Man on the Moon. Like, a lot of these things are. Um, I just, I get it and I love it. And I know, that I'm not necessarily in a minority, but, I mean, maybe I am. I mean, you don't like him. You don't, you don't like it. You, so, you, you didn't like either one of these, correct? Correct. Um... Could you at least have an appreciation for I'm from Hollywood in terms of it? Like, now that you know wrestling, and now that you know... So, so I'm trying to think of a way to, like, explain it now. So, again, this was almost 40 years ago at this point. What you, like, 36, 37 years ago? So, imagine, like, today, 2019, fucking... I'm trying to think of a, a, an equal example. I just couldn't get over the fact of how much... 40 years ago, mm-hmm. Jerry Lawler was AJ Styles. I <laughs> thought it was AJ Styles that was having this feel. Like, they could do this again today with AJ Styles. As the Jerry Lawler is my age in I this. <laughs> and I'm from Hollywood. He sure is. He sure is. But it, it's fucking AJ Styles. Like, the, the southern drawl, the look... The attitude. What I was, the hair. The hair. What, what I was getting to was, like, if today, I'm going to say Kevin Hart, but that's too big and too notorious. Because, to be fair, Andy Kaufman was, uh, I mean, he's a regular on one of the most popular sitcoms. Sure, but you could say, you could say yeah, but he wasn't, like, the well-known. Well, he was because he was, he was, like, the Urkel of that show. Like, Latka was basically, like, sure. he he's going to be more of a focus than he should because he's, like, the zany character, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, like, he's not the lead, like, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it's like of... saying, like, like, Matt LeBlanc. Sure, okay. So let's say Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> was, like, just got, like, became, like, the best bad guy in wrestling. And, like, fucking was at it for so long just because that's what he liked to do and what he was passionate about. It's kind of like what David Arquette is doing right now on the independent team. Like, David Arquette, former WCW World Heavyweight Champion and one of the worst moments in wrestling history, didn't want that to be his legacy because they told him just to do that. 
and he was always a wrestling fan, donated all his money to dead wrestling families and stuff, was like, fuck it, I'm going to try and change my legacy. And he's been on the indie scene for the past year or two, like, legitimately learning how to wrestle and, like, doing stuff just because he's passionate about it. Like, fuck, he's, he's a millionaire. That, that's why Courtney Cox left his sorry ass. <laughs> Decades ago. Um, but I think it's something admirable, especially because when it's all said and done, he might be one of the greatest wrestling heels of all time. Like, honestly, if you look at, like, all of them forever, he was amazing at controlling a crowd and just having them eat out of the palm of his hand. All he had to do was, like, like the one scene where, like, after he got the power driver, he comes back and neck brace. Don't let you people know that I am never coming back this way. Huge ovation. I'm never going to see you people again. Oh, you're never going to see me in wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they're all crazy excited cheering. And, like, he gets so upset they're excited. He goes, I'll be here next week just to, you know... So stick in your people's face and they all boo again. Like, the stuff he was doing was so ahead of his time in terms of the misogynist stuff. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, you can't even, you can do that then and you definitely can't do it now. He's definitely slamming not. this woman's face into a, a fucking pool. <laughs> fucking, uh, but it's, it's, <coughs> I find that funny. But, um, not, you know, not because it's a woman. Um, but, you know, just this is a bar of soap, and this is toothpaste, and you fucking people. And the documentary does a great job of immediately showing you exactly the people he's talking about. Like, oh, he's just an ass, or like, I just don't like him, and they're fucking hideous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, he was great, and this makes this such an amazing, like, story. The documentary, I think, does a good job at. It doesn't do a great job. I would really like this, because the documentary still treats it as if it was a shoot. And of course it wasn't. Because we know wrestling is predetermined. And what? We know it was all that Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman were friends. They devised everything what? together. Um, this wasn't real? What uh, do you mean it was not real? Uh, originally, Andy Kaufman went to Vince McMahon Sr. with this. Of course, being the biggest game in town. And he just didn't get it. Didn't want... This is the same guy who didn't want Hulk Hogan to do Rocky Three, But, um... So he went to Jerry Lawler, and he's like, yeah, let's make, let's make money, let's do business together. And, it, it, you know, it put Memphis Wrestling, the Mid-South Coliseum, on the map, even more so than what it was. Um, but the documentary came out, was made in, like, the late 80s, when everyone pretty much, like, knew. And, like, the actors they interview, who are not, like, no, like it's fucking Robin Williams and Mary Lou Henner and Tony Danza, yeah, like, yeah. getting interviewed and Big stuff. Name. Um they're still towing that line of tongue-in-cheek, trying to kind of be funny about it, and then also, like, treating it like he legitimately lost his mind by doing this. Um, and it was part of the reason why, like, he... No, the guy had fucking cancer. Like, I think it was lung cancer. Yeah, he had large cell yeah, lung cancer. Yeah, and died, supposedly. Um, now, I, yes, he's dead. I know he's dead. There are still people that insist that it was all an act. Um, even Bob Zamuda and Lynn Margolis, who are both heavily involved in... I think Mar Lynn Margolis is the director of I'm From Hollywood, and of course she's one of the actresses in My Breakfast with Blassie. Zamuda's in both as well. Have said since the fact that it was, but of course they're just clinging to whatever fame and notoriety that they can have. There's a big thing around the 30th, anniversary of his death, which was just a couple years ago, they were like, that. he said that was going to be, like, the maximum time for the prank to, 
you know, really be solid and funny to him to come back. Uh, he had a daughter uh, with an early girlfriend that had came out and, like, had claimed that he'd been in contact with her. Like, all this crazy, confusing stuff. Fucking Tony Clifton still makes appearances now and then, which is just Zamuda doing his thing. I think Zamuda's the one who... So on the DVD, instead of, like, the normal, like, FBI warning at the beginning, it's some weird, bearded, bald man, like, doing these funny, like, quote-unquote funny voices and faces... Um, yeah, like Tourette things, and like reading them. Tourette. But I think it was Bob Zamuda trying to be funny, because that's yeah. what he looks like, I think, now. Um, but yeah, but, like, wherever Andy Kaufman died has released his death certificate on many occasions, like, he is dead, it is real, he is not here. There was even a thing that was crazy two years ago where people were trying to say that uh, Andy Kaufman was Donald Trump. Like, it was a really, really, like, in-depth... Way too well thought out and done, like, thesis that Andy Kaufman was Donald Trump, right down to, like, analyzing facial structure really of, like, weird. what his age and stuff would be, and, like, hair, like, trying to claim that, like, this was him doing, like, the greatest performance piece ever, which it would be. I, I wish it was. I really wish it was, <laughs> but it's not. <coughs> um... <coughs> So yeah, so I, I just have a, a, a very deep appreciation of, not anti-comedy, but just this this idea of of performance art and pushing people to a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it, it falls right in line with Wrestling Heeldom. And I'm from Hollywood, like I said, does a good job at it. I wish it was, I wish this was done now as like a WWE documentary or even like a 30 for 30 that like kind of like peels the curtain back and gives you like the inside thought on it. And I know that's like the last thing Andy Kaufman would probably want, but I think it'd be really well done as opposed to really scattershot edits and cuts. Mm-hmm. Like it, it goes like it's only sixty-two minutes, I think, and a lot of it is just actual footage, which I I love, like real-time footage of like news stations, you know, go right into the actual shot of the matches going right into interviews, like, from that time period. But then when you splice them up between, like, the interviews that were done, like, in the present when this movie was made, it just doesn't, it, like, it, it's, there's a disconnect. It doesn't flow as well as I think it, sh- it could ever should have. Yeah. Um, now, you're not a big documentary person, so an Andy Kaufman documentary is just, like... Not my cup of tea. It is, yeah, it is not even this, it is not even a cup of tea. It is literally, like, a fucking Baja Blast Mountain Dew. Um, oh, that's a terrible joke. <laughs> well, you didn't like this, so, but so no appreciation, nothing. That you sure, can... I mean, fine. It was fine, fine, fine. I appreciated it more from a wrestling mm-hmm. side than Which I thought you would. A movie that I enjoyed and I'd watch again. So I like. I there's a a lot that I know about wrestling. After being with you for 12 years. I know mm-hmm. a lot about wrestling. Mm-hmm. There's a lot I really wish I didn't know. But there's still a lot that I, I still need to learn. And any chance I get to, to see the different pieces or learn a little bit more, I always appreciate because I feel like it brings me closer to you. And that's like the gayest thing I've ever said on this show, probably. But um, but I always like... No, you like mouth molesting oh, me, me earlier. Again? No, come get here. away from me. Come here, give me a kiss. No, no. I just said something it. really nice and sweet. Give me a kiss. Didn't do it loud enough for the. I'm sure they heard it. I'm sure they heard it. Up. Keep talking. Um. No, so I just like it because it gives me like something else that I can like talk to you about. Oh, my box of candy fell, and all these candies just went up my butt. 
<laughs> um. <laughs> you fuck up all the credit you built up. <laughs> no, so I just like that. So I can have, you know, a conversation about that chapter that happened and talk to people about it. And then I can, oh, whenever you make jokes, sometimes then I can get more of the jokes that you make. Did you watch, I, don't, I think I watched this on my own. You didn't watch Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond with me, right? The Netflix documentary? No, okay. no, I, I did not. I did not want to. We'll watch it after we watch Man on the Moon, whenever that's going to be now. Because no, we don't need to do that. Well, we will. Because it's, it's basically like... Oh, do we own it? It's a bad no? comparison. Oh. No, but we won't do it for the podcast. But you said you want to start doing Netflix stuff, so we'll see. Um, it's basically like what the room... Well, you can watch room, with me. What Room 237 is to like The Shining, but in a totally different way in that when they made Man on the Moon... Uh, they like Jim Carrey's had a camera crew like like filming like behind the scenes while they were making it, and then twenty years later they like release all this footage in a documentary, and like Jim Carrey's just insane. Like he takes everything that Andy Kaufman like did is like real. So like the first day on set, like Jerry Lawler comes up, he like he shakes Jerry Lawler's hand, and then he slaps him in the face as hard as he can, and Jerry Lawler's like, "What the fuck? Like you don't get like me and Andy were friends. Like we did this stuff." together right. like he wasn't always on like you think to the people that were close to him he was on to the people that you know the yeah, marks if you right. will you know like I'm not a mark I'm part of the fucking act and then like he's yelling back and I'm like come on Lawler like just like he's fucking Andy Kaufman and then like there's interviews with Jim Carrey saying like Andy Kaufman like like came to him and like 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 it's, oh, so Jim Carrey's crazy. Yeah, of course. It's weird, but it's fan. It's fascinating. There is some amazing shots of Paul Giamatti just looking so fucking confused in that documentary, which this movie, both these movies make me appreciate just what good casting Paul Giamatti was as Bob Zamuda. It's just pitch perfect. Um, but, yeah, I've, like I said, there's so many, so many things. Like, I love the, like, him, like, the boxing stuff. Where he's just on, on the ringside, I'm the king of Memphis, Tennessee. Like, that's just great heel shit. And you get in the ring, like, doing, like, the fucking windmill punches. And uh, him doing the stuff with Jimmy Hart. And, like, keep threatening to sue people. Um, I, I love it. And seeing Lawler is, like, the straight man, because now Jerry Lawler is basically like a caricature. Like, Jerry Lawler dresses like a Persian couch. Um, and <laughs> is this, like old pervert with like all these shitty one-liners but back then he was just a straight narrow fucking young up-and-coming aj styles baby face he was though you know but uh, tell me i'm wrong no you were no you, as soon as you as you, you were getting ready to say it i knew what you were gonna say and i was like yeah fuck i see it it's you're 100 right look at this wisdom i drop but look um at this wisdom that i drop every episode whatever the movie the documentary ends always of, on never off if you <laughs> If you wake my daughter up with the shittiest LeVar Ball impersonation of all time, I'll never forgive you. I'm really glad you're the one that's laughing at yourself. You suck. Andy Kaufman's horrible, but you're funny. Um, oh, man. But it, uh... And then it ends so abruptly because it did end abruptly. Like... He died. Yeah, like, they had to stop because, like, he was sick. Um, yeah. So, like, it was just, it was, it was still going, I think it was kind of dying down anyway. Like, there's one of the, there's one of the matches, I think it's the boxing one I'm talking about, where there's, like, a lot of empty seats in the Mid-South Coliseum, oh, yeah. and I was like, man, like, I'd expect this place to be, like, fucking people hanging from the rafters, you know what I mean? 
um, as Ricky Morton would say. Uh, but like, you know, it seemed like it was kind of dying down and then they did the thing where like, oh, will you be my partner? And the audience like, don't trust him. Of course he turns on him. Um, but they went the whole nine years. They did the fucking, the flash paper fire, the injury angle. Like they, they do some amazing stuff in the time that they're together. Um, but it is like people started tuning out a taxi. People didn't want to see any Kaufman because of the him fucking wrestling women, <laughs> which is such a good fucking like early 80s gimmick like that's Santino did it in drag <laughs> it's so smart like it just was it's just it's just so well played and most of them of course were were also marked I think sometimes he legitimately did it but um it was just yeah, but he could pull that today he couldn't pull that today he wouldn't be able to wrestle you, you couldn't do the well no I mean you couldn't like he wouldn't be he wouldn't beat the women if he wrestled. Of Actually, course. But the thing, he never... Like, there there wasn't, like, women's wrestlers, like, weren't around. Like, he was picking women out of the crowd. Like, they very easily could have brought, you know, a famous female wrestler at the time in. But, like, well, I'll beat you, you know what I mean? But, like, they didn't do that. Like, yeah. which is smart. Now it'd be exactly what they would do, is they would build it up for four or six weeks and beat people out of the crowd, and then they'd have fucking Charlotte come out and beat his ass and that'd be the end of it and it's all about putting like one person over instead of getting weeks and months out of like the whole thing about a good heel is you build up the anticipation to see that person get them or come up and people don't pay money to see the good guys just do the same shit they pay money to see the fucking bad guy get beat and which it, is why CM Punk did so well if, <laughs> if you build it out for for months on end and you have the payoff be as good as it is like Which him is like having so his, well. his yeah his neck broken yeah. you know and a pal driver but that's also why like Brock does so well because he only wrestles once every few months sure it's a little bit different but why because that's more so like the that's not people pay money to watch Brock and beat up people pay money to see the spectacle of the, the monster you know what I mean he's more like a not a sideshow but also his purpose is to when eventually he does get beat, it's giving a rub to somebody to make them be better than what they are. But like a chicken shit, cowardly heel, like they used to go over managers and stuff, like you have that guy, like you want to see that guy get bloodied, beat down, and get what he does because he's so underhanded. Okay. Brock's not underhanded per se. Brock just can fucking kill you, essentially. <laughs> um, and well, he sees at the walled up his story when it comes to Orlando. Way to blow up his spot. <laughs> <laughs> bad enough of these guys to deal with people waiting at the fucking airports waiting for them to sign shit. Now Brock can't even go to the Waldorf and enjoy yeah. himself. People are too scared to go up to him there. Uh, so let's wrap up. I'm from Hollywood. Name MVP and LVP and then move on to my breakfast with Blassie, which I had no previous experience with whatsoever. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll uh, talk about that. It's always hard to do MVP and LVPs for documentaries because um, yeah. you're going based off of like what the documentary is about and also the interviews. I think for this one it's safe to put Andy Kaufman as the MVP. Based on, like, everything that you see of him doing and what I've been discussing, who would your MVP be? Me for sitting through it. All right, so Andy Kaufman's the MVP. Write that down. Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler's very good, but like, like I said, man. he's kind of like the straight man of it all. Like, because also he's, he's handcuffed by the fact that this is in 1986, 7, 8. And like well, he, he got into all of his crazy shenanigans. When uh, if Jerry fucking underage girls. Yep, Jerry Lawler was thirty three, which means he was sleeping with a woman whose baby was inside of her at the time. Um, I'm not sure. He was what? trying to fuck the fetus. I don't know. Like Jerry Lawler likes young women. Uh, 
Jerry Lawler's girlfriend for the past 30 years has been under the age of 30, no matter what age he's at. Uh, but in this, he's just kind of on the straight, narrow, like he's, you know. That AJ Styles life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good Christian boy. Uh, Good other people who I like in this. Southern boy. I always like Lance Russell. I'm going to, Lance Russell, Andy Kaufman, the announcer. Oh, I'm Lance Russell. Who? Lance Russell. He was uh, the famous Memphis commentator. Sure. Um, I always like him. Good, good wrestling voice. Good person to interviews. Um, do you have an OVP? I don't really know anyone else who was in this except for so, Andy Kaufman and uh, Jerry Lawler. Wasn't really paying attention to anybody else. So, I almost want to make the OVP Robin Williams, which is like sacrilege. But he's very out of place in this. Because you can tell he wants to just, like, do his fucking thing. And he's being, like... Reserved. reserved and, like, overly dramatic, but tongue-in-cheek enough where he's still trying to be funny. And, like, it's just very out of place. Uh, but just so I don't do that, fuck Tony Danza. <laughs> Tony- I uh, so Mary Lou Henry is the best, I think, of those three. Like, just, like, because she's, you know, she's kind of, like, honest and, like, kind of retrospective about Andy. Tony Danza, Tony Danza just, like, garbles his fucking words. Like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Angela. Like, fucking. Angel. He's, he's thoroughly unimpressive in this. Like, Tony Danza is throughout most of his career. Until he gets the Don John. Um, when you have to be named Tony and everything, because they don't think you're going to answer another fucking name, you have a problem. Uh, so I'm fine either way. I, I, I hate giving Robin Williams an LVP. I feel like he's in it more. But Tony Dan- like the times I asked Tony Danza, like, I was like, why'd you even bother getting Tony Danza? He's like, I don't know what was real or not. Like, I only see him a couple times a week. It's like, great insight, Tony. on what's happening here. Um, so that'd be the way I would go with it. I mean, I'll, I'll defer to you. So let it be known on the show that you're the one who gave Robin Williams an LVP. Although, Tony Danza was terrible. I'm giving it to Tony Danza. The one I had written down on my phone, I'm giving it to Tony Danza. Alright, so Andy Kaufman, MVP, Tony Danza, the LVP. So, my breakfast with Blassie is the second part to this, uh, which I'd heard about many times. I know the reference. I know... The, the genesis of it. So, there's a famous movie in the 80s, I think it was the 80s or the late 70s, called My Dinner with Andre. Uh, Wallace Shawn's in it. Um, of course he is. And I forget who the other person is. I'm guessing their name's Andre. Um, and it's this, this, where the fuck did my fucking phone go? It's right next to me. Um, it's this critically acclaimed, like, art house movie. Ebert says, like, it's fucking, like, amazing. It's like this comedy drama. They play fictionalized versions of themselves. They just have a conversation and the dialogue it just is talking about like the nature of theater, the nature of life, experimental theater. Like it's just literally the two of them having a conversation in this fucking diner, right? Mm-hmm. So Andy Kaufman's idea was let's just do like a, a, like a take on this with fucking Freddie Blassie, famous wrestling uh, manager at the time, wrestler previous, um, and, you know, and let's treat it as serious as can be. It's the whole thing's improvised and you can tell. Yes. 
And it's just a riff on that. And then they, you know, they have a couple bits, like, hammered out. There's a table of women who, like, want to get autographs. And they complain they're getting interrupted because they're talking about hygiene as well. But then one of the women, who I think ends up being Lynn Margulis, um, like, he's attracted by, he tries to get her number. And then there's, like, a fan nearby who, of course, is Bob Zamuda, who, like, comes and, like, pulls something out of his nose and then pukes on Andy Kaufman in the table. And that's, like, it. And in between there, like, they just have, like, this, like, general conversation about hygiene, about wrestling, about travel, about whatever it is. It was all very strange. It's incredibly strange. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know if I was supposed to be laughing at it or not. It, again, like we... I didn't know what was real. It is incredibly, incredibly... Unfunny. Like it's uncomfortable. It made me so uncomfortable when Freddie Blassie started rubbing that lady's belly. So I was like, "This is not a movie for me." So mind you, right out of the jump, this is this movie's in nineteen eighty three. So they go and have breakfast at a restaurant, and I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant. I'll say it because that's Tope's nickname for me. I'm allowed to say it. All right, go ahead. So Tope calls me. The reason he started calling you that is because the Why? week because the weekend that he started calling you that was the weekend that Hulk Hogan was uh, outed as a huge racist. <laughs> and one of the one of the stories was that he used this word in one of the interviews. We're like, what people still use that word? So why did Toby start calling me that? Well, he meant it as a term of affection because it it has your name in it. So this restaurant's name is Samba. Which was a chain. It's not around anymore. Go figure. It actually ended up closing in 1982. This movie came out in 1983. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's not great. Also, that's uh, unfortunately what you'd call your fitness tape. Um, Tybo. Nope. Okay. Uh, so, right out of the jump, it's just uncomfortable. And then the waitress, who I guess is the legitimate waitress at the restaurant who was pregnant, Freddie Blassie who thinks it's okay to talk however he wants because his wife is Oriental. His words, not mine. Like, keeps, like, touching the belly at every chance he gets. But then as soon as she walks away, he's like, oh, that's another kid on welfare. Or, like... Yeah. Or, like, like, never seen a pregnant waitress before. (laughs) Like, so derogatory. Kept her tie. Like, Freddie Freddie Blassie was a heel uh, at this time. One of the best heel managers ever. Uh, as, as it's talked about ad nauseum, you know, the inventor of the pencil neck geek uh, phrase of talking about uh, his opponents and what he's what he thinks of them. Um, and then Andy Kaufman's like right in the midst of like actually doing the Jerry Lawler stuff because he's got the neck brace on still. He's still selling it. And he's just like really awkward and uncomfortable, like doing basically like kind of trying to be the straight man, I guess. But not really getting where, like, he's he's so awkward when he's not, like, on in himself. Mm-hmm. Or when he is himself. Like, he's basically having to be himself here. But he's still trying to be the character of, like, I'm locked on Taxi, I'm from Hollywood. You know, like, I'm important, like, to the, the people at the table. So it just makes for the, all these, like, weird interactions. I appreciate the fact that, like, they filmed it in four hours at this restaurant. Improvised the whole fucking thing. Yeah. You know, like, it's impressive. Like, 
it doesn't mean I want to watch it. <laughs> it doesn't mean it should have been named. Yeah, I just... It doesn't accomplish anything. And it's, and it's a, a thin parody or a, a thin... A thin attempt at making a wrestling art film when you still have a couple of Kaufman's hijinks like sprinkled throughout. Yeah, I just was really. You were so confused. Although I will say at the end, I was gonna say like he fucking got you then because by the time like Bob Zamuda was like throwing up and they're just sitting there in breath, he's like, why the hell did he do that? He was so incredulous. You were laughing your ass off. I yeah because I was just shocked. And I was that like, that's how he fucking gets you. This movie escalated so much so quickly I didn't even see what was, I didn't even know what was happening like he comes over the table and I don't know why they start, they sat with him there's so much like hygiene stuff like they're so paranoid like uh, Freddie Blassie has like these butt wipes in his fucking they're not butt wipes they were in his purse they were random face wipes but they're not purse. wet they're supposed to be wet because he got them from Japan when he was just over in Japan and then his wife is oriental yeah and then he's so like concerned about like like hygiene and stuff but then Andy Kaufman has these like fake boogers that he sells, and, and Freddie Blassie buys one that Andy Kaufman just used for a dollar, and then Zamuda comes over and like does this like weird, like booger trick with a straw wrapper. Or... I don't know what it was. And they say no, he's just puking ice cream everywhere. It was so weird. And then like they just kind of leave it, <laughs> and then it's over. And again, uh, something I didn't mention on the first one. Uh, there's, like, weird tracking music in the back as well. Like, it's, like, kind of cool piano, I guess, or something. Which is still better than the music in I'm From Hollywood. Because I'm From Hollywood has this, like, little, like, folk garage band called The Bobs doing, like, all these, like, weird, like, almost, like, acapella. Like, narration. They were narration. And he started wearing pants. Underwear. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, like, that's the music, like, throughout, like, I'm from Hollywood, and then this you have, like, nothing, and then you just have Andy Kaufman's narration over the beginning and the end of him, like, traveling on this bus to and from the breakfast. It's just, it's, it's so pointless and worthless, and that's exactly the point of it, but it's, it's maybe one step too far for me on the Andy Kaufman train. Mm-hmm. Which is saying something, but everything I just talked about. Like, it wasn't what I was expecting. Did you know Freddie Blassie's 28 years older than his wife? I did, yes, I did know that. his third wife. I did, yes. He's, he's been deceased for many years. I mean, he's been dead like 15 years. Well, I'm just saying these facts about him. He was like 60 something when this was made. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the talk about what they were going to eat. Like, there's so much, there's so much just, like, them talking about their so food. It was so normal and boring. Yeah. That you were, just like, what is, I was like, like what what's, is the point? Like, like what's coming? Like, what's, what's the jig? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, what, what am I waiting for here? Like, oh, pancakes are bad for you. Waffles are the same thing. But then he gets fucking ice cream and sausage and bacon. That's not... 1982, when bacon wasn't bad for you. The <laughs> people just not know. People don't know. People say, <coughs> I mean, there are really, like, those high-fat diets right now. Keto, like, you're supposed to eat bacon and eggs and really high-fat foods. Mm-hmm. No breads, no carbs. So, Freddie Blassie was doing keto before keto was keto. 
Hey, that's his wife. Her name's Mayako. <laughs> Mayako. <laughs> I thought you, just, you look up their social security numbers? What the fuck? 773. How deep are you on Fred Blassy trivia right now? Yo, man, I said I want to learn more about this kind of stuff so I can talk to you. But, and, so, I want to read... Uh, no. I want to um, reiterate a lot of stuff Blassie was talking about. Like, Blassie's era, like, the 50s and 60s, like, he legitimately got stabbed multiple times walking to and from the ring as a bad guy. Because people thought all this shit was real. Like, especially in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. Like, in the 80s and 90s, like, people kind of knew. Like, you get that that's you a You get it. But in, like, the 50s, like, people were throwing fucking acid at him. People are stabbing him, like, in the side when he's, like, walking back, throwing batteries at him, waiting for him after the matches, like, flipping over their cars, slitting their tires, trying to blow up their, like, like gas tanks. Like, that's how you know you're doing a good job as a bad guy. But now you don't have to worry about that shit. <laughs> like, now people know it's, it's a fucking work. So you're not going to get killed. No. Um, and, he, and, like, he did this thing. Uh, he was called, like, the vampire one point because, like, he, he filed his teeth to be, like, uh, like a vampire almost. So he went to Japan and he was, like, stabbing, like, biting people and they're cutting themselves, but they think that it's, like, it's him, like, biting them until they bleed. Like, he did legitimately cause people to, like, pass out and have heart attacks because they thought they were, like, oh get, their favorite wrestlers were getting killed. Like, I couldn't live through that shit. Like, it's still like that in some parts of the world. Uh, what? 45 minutes. What? For those of you keeping oh. track at home. <laughs> it's like they hit the wall. 45 minutes. Her leg, her foot wall. she just wanted rubbed, which she definitely would have fallen asleep then, just slouched on the recliner. Um, there was, uh, a, uh, on Cole Cabana's podcast many years ago, one of the most famous episodes, was uh, this guy Cliff Compton. He got, like, sent over, he got, like, convinced to go to Nigeria by uh, Luke Gallows, who'd already gone over there. In Nigeria, they think wrestling is still 100% a fucking shoot. Is that what, what's going on with, with Topa? What? Just because I say Nigeria doesn't mean that Tope's involved. I'm, I'm just, I was just kidding. <laughs> that just was very weird. Meaning, like, he thinks that no. it's still 100% real. No, maybe. I don't know. No, I... Okay, <laughs> Sorry. So, like, he goes over there, and, like, there's, like, people with machine guns, like, around the ring, like, ready for, like, the great power Udi, who's now in prison for, like, killing his wife or something, who's, like, this big superhero, like, wrestler who comes out wearing, like, a fucking diaper playing the saxophone. This is all real. <laughs> and, like, they literally, like, he doesn't sell anything, so they literally have to beat the fuck out of him. Like, hit him as hard as they can with a chair, and he, like, doesn't sell it. He's bleeding and all this stuff. Like, he hits him with the hardest headbutt known to man. And, like, yeah. Like, they had to, like, orchestrate, like, them getting into each other's room to, like, talk about the match so, like, nobody would see him. One of, like, the security guys in the airport was like, you fight Great Power Udi uh, this weekend? Yes. I'm very angry at you. Like, he's like, this guy's holding a fucking AK-47. It was just the fucking worst. Like, I'd be terrified. And that's still uh, when TNA went over to India for, they had a promotion called, like, Rinka King. Like, Scott Steiner was, like, jump. part of the reason I like Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner just jumped in the crowd, started chasing after people like the Sheik used to do in the old 60s and uh, 50s and stuff. And, like, there's people just running everywhere because they think this guy's going to kill him. Because it's Scott Steiner. He was going to. That's different. That's, that's, that's not related to what we're talking about. <laughs> Sorry, I just to break up Scott Steiner. But, like, yeah, it was a different time. 
So like that's this, crazy. like this is like when that stuff's basically going out. But that's also why nowadays, like, like doing like worked shoots are still like so popular because like you always want to like like pop the marks and you always want to get the people like thinking like. Alright, I know that was predetermined. What if that was real? Like that's that that's interesting. Like everyone wants to know the backstage stuff. Everyone wants to see the wrestlers outside their element. And that's why Total Divas took off. <sighs> sure. Am which, I wrong? Which is fake Am I wrong? which is faker than anything. But it made the Bellas as popular as the Bellas became. Yeah, exactly. Right? Right. Yeah. No, I mean that it's a legitimate No, you know, thing. you're you're right, you're right, you're right. It's you're a right. legitimate thing. And it's like this. Uh, that's what I would compare this to. Microphone's been backwards the entire time. You did it. I did not touch that. You did I it. I did. <laughs> you did. Damn it. It's okay. You They'll did have me it. better anyway. So. I'm, I'm kind of over here. You're back there. You're naturally quieter. You're a woman. You should be in the kitchen. <laughs> you actually have dishes to do. You're off tomorrow. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> For mullet. You, no, you will. I will. One thing I will say. So of all the Andy Kaufman stuff. So a lot of it, like I said, like is ahead of its time. It still translates today. Like the Elvis stuff is. I still think it's one of the funniest bits, fucking ever. Is here's my impression of Jimmy Carter. Hello, I'm Jimmy Carter. I'm the president. Everyone's like, Who, this guy sucks. And then here's my impression of Elvis. And it's like the best impersonation ever. Thank you very much. Like that's just a good fucking act. The Mighty Mouse thing. What difference the Mighty Mouse thing is there with that guy we just saw in America has got talent doing the tequila bit? Like, they're the same fucking thing. It's all about execution and, like, how you do it. Um, yeah, like, it, the, the shit still works. Yeah, but that guy who did the tequila thing on America's Got Talent got axed. No, he didn't. The stage. No, he didn't. Yeah, yeah, he did, and they didn't show the whole clip. He made it through one round, and then the next round they axed him because they he didn't axe did. him at all. Yeah, they did because he didn't turn down for what? He didn't get axed, though. Promise you. We'll go watch it. If I'm gonna watch it. If I'm right, you have to watch the David Letterman thing. I don't you're gonna show me the David Letterman thing anyway, so it's not a bet I'm gonna take and end up watching it anyway. Stab you in the foot. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have expected your foot to just start fucking talking to me for some reason right now. Do you have any stupid questions? Get your foot out of my face. What's your favorite breakfast food? That's a good question. If you if you went to Sambo's restaurant right now, what would you order? I'll repeat it. <laughs> uh, Are you gonna bleep that out, or am I just gonna be? It's the name of the restaurant. I mean, like, I don't see how we can avoid avoid it. Um, it just shows you in 1982 what you can fucking get away with as a society. Um, love over easy eggs. If I'm out over easy eggs... Because you like to dunk them like Freddie Blassie. You gotta dunk them. Freddie like Blassie's a good man. Rumpelstiltskin. Rumpelstiltskin's a good man. Rumpelstiltskin. Freddie Blassie. Freddie Blassie. Um, <laughs> so if I'm out uh, over easy eggs, I'm at home scrambled eggs. Uh, Although this week we're going to have... Dunkin' eggs. Hard-boiled eggs. Soft-boiled eggs. Soft-boiled Some eggs. kind of boiled eggs. Soft-boiled eggs. Um... Bacon or sausage, I'm, you know, I love a good steak and eggs if I can get a good place that makes a, a good breakfast steak. Um, so far you've named every type of egg <laughs> and every type of meat. I love breakfast, but I never eat it. I, I love breakfast and I would eat it 
three times a day, uh, every day. I prefer waffles over bacon. Uh, waffles over pancakes. I can just, uh, so waffles are greater than pancakes or greater than French toast is like my order of the three. Um, waffle, no. you get crisp on the waffle. The best pancake I ever had was that place we went to in Chicago with Rich. That, that one little lady just ran by herself. Forget the name of it. The, Susie. Susie. The best pancake of my entire life because it got the crispiness of a waffle in a pancake. It was fantastic. Well, she probably made the pancake in a waffle maker. Probably. I don't know. Um, for hash, brown, hash browns over home fries. Um, I like really crispy hash browns. Uh, if I like pancakes. I, I really like Waffle pancakes. House guy over an IHOP guy. Oh, man. Waffle House. I'll go I'm a, on some Waffle House. I'm a village house. inn guy over a Denny's guy. Not those two really correlate that well, but I'm just no. I'm naming breakfast places. But Denny's, I love their hot chocolate. First Watch over Kiki's. Um, See, I've, I haven't been to Kiki's. Kiki's once didn't impress me. First Watch, we've been too many times. You know, uh... Bob I Evans, I love Bob Evans. You love Bob Evans. Hate Bob Evans. I'll burn Bob Evans to the ground. I also like Cracker Barrel. Uh, so like before we get the MVP, and OVP. I don't like uh, breakfast at Cracker Barrel. I do. It's it's okay. I don't like like pure maple syrup. I don't like a lot of like the preserves and jams and stuff. And like, none do. of them. I like all that with the so biscuits. like a lot of their stuff is meant to be done like that. with that way. So I don't, I don't yeah. get the full uh, thing of it there. Uh, so I talked to Bob Evans. So hard in our relationship because where I come from up in Ohio, there's Bob Evans everywhere. It's like the it's go. Ohio. It's the go-to breakfast place. Like literally, you go to a Bob Evans on Sunday, it's gonna be like an hour and a half wait just to get a fucking table. It's like Cracker yeah, Barrel down here. Yeah, because isn't open. Yeah. So we didn't have any around in Gainesville. So when we were out of town, uh, in like Ocala. I was in Ocala. We were driving back. I was Pretty like, sure oh, oh Bob Evans, we can finally go. So I'm like, can we go? And you're like, sure, whatever. And I don't remember what fucking happened, but we got we in got a to the biggest massive fight. I think it's because like I think fight. I ran a light, maybe. I think like yeah, and then and you were in my car, and my mom was gonna get the fucking red light right. fucking ticket, and, and I, was, I was gonna get so much shit for it. And I was like, it's fine. Like I didn't see a flash, and you ruined the entire Bob Evans meal because you were all pissed off. And then the food comes out, and the food sucked. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was so bad. I was like, great. So <clears throat> it was more so like it was like water for chocolate, where like the, <laughs> the waitress <laughs> could feed off of our emotions and cried into our Bob Evans food, so it tasted like shit. And then like on the way out, like we got we we fought again. I left you there, right? Yeah, yeah, you left me at the bar. I was, I, I was like... You drove away. I was like, if you're going to fucking act like this, like, fucking stay here. I don't care. And you're like, fine, I'm not getting in the car anyway. So I literally got to, like, the next light down the road, and you called me like, are you really going to fucking... I'm like, yeah, you told me to leave you there. I'm like, if I'm fucking okay, what the fuck am I going to do? You're 40 minutes away. So I came back, and I got you, and then, uh, to this day, every I, time we see I, a Bob I Evans... I cannot wait for people to listen to this and hear the story about how you left me... Left you to Bob Evans. Out of Bob Evans. You were 40 down on, minutes from home. You were down on the before farm. Before Uber. You were down on the farm. You were fine. It was Bob Evans. They were going to put you to work. It's fine. Before anything. And to this day, every time we see a Bob Evans, I'm like, hey, Bob Evans, you want to go? And you're like, fuck you. And it sucks because I love Bob Evans. We did go to one after that. With no arguments. I think we fake argued. We were, no, we, I think we were with your parents. No, no. We went to another one, so we went three times. But we went just the two of us at some point. And we, like, we had a, we were fine, but then the food was still bad. I'm like, man, Bob Evans just sucks now. That's horrible. Maybe it's, it sucks down here. Maybe yeah. up north it's fine. I think that's more so it's, like, legit. Like, down here they just go get, like, frozen Bob Evans stuff. And, <laughs> yeah, like, they get it. Can we public. go to Bob Evans sometime soon? No. So I'll make you a deal right no. now. We'll go to the no. Bob Evans in Claremont. Nah, Next nah, weekend, nah. this upcoming weekend, from when we're recording this, nah. on like Sunday or something. Nah. And if it's if it's not good, 
I will never mention Bob Evans ever again. We'll never have to go as long as we live. Okay. Deal? One last... Third time's a charm no, with Bob if Evans. if we're going to go out to Claremont, I w- I'd want to go to, like, Papa's Diner. Nope, too bad. Bob Evans, shake on it. Fine. That was the worst handshake of all time. What What the fuck are we? The zombie delirious match? Shake my goddamn hand. Don't ever say that on this fucking... Well, we gotta do it, like, the mega powers. Uh, you're shaking... Why are you shaking with your left hand? Because you're presenting your left hand. Give me no, your right you, hand. you presented your left hand first. Because your hand's right here. I'm saving you the trouble of... Uh, give of me your right hand. moving my hand? You don't know how to shake a hand? Yeah, that's the, the mega powers way to do it. I was a macho man, and you were Hulk Hogan with your limp fucking wrist and your giant cock over here. Stop, please don't touch <laughs> me like that. <laughs> Why, can't you shake your hand after saying giant cock? <laughs> Look, everyone knows I've got the bigger dick in this relationship. MVP and LVP for my breakfast with Blassie. The MVP of the movie for me is Fred Blassie. But is that really how he was? No, no, I, I'm, I'm, well... I'm sure Maybe? there's some truth to it, but remember, they're acting as if wrestling is a shoot, and he was a heel at the time. So he obviously had to more so skew that way. I've never heard a negative story about Fred Blassie in like the annals of wrestling. Like he's like he's like a nice guy. He is. Um, the, when they used him, they used him very well in his later years. Like he would always come back as like he'd be like unfortunately older with a cane or a wheelchair. When they did like the WCW invasion. The rival wrestling company was the WWF. They did like a big locker room speech because they were like WWF was getting killed like the first like few weeks of the invasion, and they brought him in to give like this big rousing speech. And Steve Austin was having like mental problems, and he was like at a bar, like you know, wasn't sure if he could lead the charge or whatever. And so Fred Blassie like got up out of his chair, was like, "Oh, you get up!" Like he cut this great promo, was like, "If I can get up, like you can get up." And Steve Austin like smashes his pool cue where he goes and comes back and like kicks ass. So Blassie was used like really well in like voiceovers as well. Um, never heard a negative story about Fred Blassie. So yeah, but I mean, his wife—he called his wife Oriental. That's the times. That's how it was. I guess this is how it was. I think for it being he had that nice. I like that Merce he had. Good Merce. I think for this being mostly improvisational, he came off incredibly natural. It was very natural, very smooth. Like it, like it honestly seemed like this was a legitimate thing. Mm-hmm. And he was the reason why. Whereas I talked about Andy Kaufman was kind of like awkward. And, yeah, no, I think that that's you know. a fair statement. So I'm going to go with Fred Blassie, the MVP. Yeah, that's good. LVP. I don't know. Probably Zamuda. <laughs> I was going to say Bob Zamuda. Because he kept like, first off, he looks like the Cowley Lion as a human being. Uh, and like he kept like kind of like smiling and like laughing his way. Like him and Kaufman couldn't like keep it together and like their little yeah, they bit kept together. Breaking. And Zamuda was just so fucking weird. And I've always just seen him as like a hanger on. Like if you watch a Andy Kaufman Tony Clifton performance versus a Bob Zamuda Tony Clifton performance, it's fucking disgusting. It's it's not night and day. It's night and a week. Like it's fucking horrible. Yeah. So we're gonna go Bob Zamuda, the LVP of. My breakfast with Blassie. None of the women... It was also horribly mic'd. It you was, could hear Blassie great, but everybody else, you couldn't really hear that well. Yeah, you couldn't really hear them, and, like, I feel like the camera shots weren't the best. Like, I would have liked if it had been closer. They set three cameras up. Literally, they said three cameras. They had one one on uh, Andy this way, one on Blassie this way, and one far away. They I didn't know. have anything else. But I know, but it would have been nicer to see sure. like, their expressions a little closer, the women. Again, having not seen my dinner with Andre, I don't know if it was done on purpose that way. Could have been. I'm not sure. But as of right now, it just seems a little Bush League and cheap. Yeah. So. All right. So MVPs 
for I'm from Hollywood and my breakfast with Blassie are Andy Kaufman and Freddie Blassie. And then LVPs for them are Tony Danza and Bob Zamuda. Let's score both movies. We didn't score the first movie, so we have to go back. So uh, I'm from Hollywood. I picked it. You score it first. Not, I wasn't a big fan. Felt like I learned a lot, though. I'm going to give it a five. Fair. Um, like I said, I've seen this movie so many times. Uh, saw it a, a lot as a kid. Um, I, I, like it, I said... Does it uh, keep up? Like... Uh, it actually is worse than I remembered because it's been so long since I've seen it, and now I have a very high expectation for sports documentaries, even wrestling documentaries, because like the network does an amazing job. It does doing documentaries does. on their talent, and they have great production and great like an endless archive of things. Yeah, and this this thirty years later. Yeah, this got, but still, like this gets muddled in the kayfabe, not kayfabe world. I still thoroughly enjoy it, though. I'm going to give it uh, probably a, a too high 7.5, but I'm going to go with 7.5 just out of, like, nostalgia. So that's 12.5, so that's a 6.25 average, mm-hmm. correct? Okay. Uh, my Breakfast with Blassie. Um, I enjoyed this a little bit more just because of <laughs> Really? How... You, I thought this was going to be such a low score from you. Because of how ridiculous it was? Well, now talking about it with you, it makes me... I feel like I enjoyed this a little bit more. Not like a lot. Like, I'm not going to give it a fucking 10. I know that. I don't fucking like it that much. I, a little more. Um, I'll give it like a five and a half. Okay. I think I liked it a little bit more than, than the other. Only because I, I really thought it was just so fucking ridiculous. I laughed more in this than I did the other. And you're meant to laugh in them. True. But this, I was, like, incredulous more so. Yeah, this I, is, like, an impossible like, movie what? for me to rate. I'm going to give this a 5, like, right in that zone. Just because, well, 5.25 for my breakfast with Blasty. Just because, like, I have such a strong appreciation of everything involved in it. And I don't know what did or did not work based on what it's meant to do. So yeah, I, I'm I just, do like that it's all in probably... Like, going over that and, like, r- repeating that it's, like, it was all improvised and everything like that, like, it gives me more of a, of an appreciation for it. But my only note on this is, yo, what the fuck. <laughs> my only note on that movie. The fact that I, you watch two Andy Kaufman movies and I got a five and a five and a half out of you, I'm going to take that as a win. I've also, uh, 30 minutes past the wall. <laughs> now oh, which Pink Floyd album are you listening to now? 30 Minutes Past the Wall. They had a famous album called The Wall. I'm well aware of Pink Floyd's <laughs> album, The Wall. Can you please name me two songs that are on that album? Uh, Another Brick in the Wall. And something about money? Money? <laughs> money! Is that the... No, it's that Donald Trump song from WWE. <laughs> Don't know I'm right, right? Oh, I'm right? Alexa. <laughs> what songs are on Pink Floyd's The Wall? There's nine more songs. Alexa, what are those nine more songs on Pink Floyd's The Wall? Here's something I found on Wikipedia. Never mind, I'm just going to look it up here. Alexa, stop. 
I got it here. Hold on. Nine more. It's got to go to the last nine songs. Where the fuck's the track list? Here it goes. Outside the Wall, Run Like Hell, The Trial, Waiting for the Worms, Hey You. Wait, I think they said all these. What did you say? What's oh, here it is. Goodbye, Crow World. What did you say was the song? Another Brick in the Wall, which I knew I got. Yeah, there's three parts to that song. I don't fucking know. And then there's nothing about money. Isn't there a famous Pink Floyd song called Money? Alexa, what song by Pink Floyd is about money? Well, fuck you too. Something I found on Wikipedia. Let's call it. a song by the English progressive rock band Pink Floyd. Thank you. Did that answer your question? What album? Yes. Thank you. Thanks for your feedback. You're welcome, Alexa. Have a good day. <laughs> Money, Pink Floyd song. It's on. Uh, it's on Dark Side of the Moon. Okay. I was close. It's the other one. <laughs> Alright, so, Andy Kaufman movies in the book, wrestling movies, I might still do it every September just to reminisce about Potsdam in the books, but it's your turn, nominate Oh shit. two movies um, uh, to join uh, AVP in our queue. Oh god, can I do movies that I'm going to buy for you instead? No. Damn no, it. we have to currently own them. You made I, a list and you've still failed at naming movies we I know, we it's terrible. Um... Have I nominated, wait, so we're going to do like Halloween themed ones? If you want to, you figure next week's episode will be like the last week of September. So we won't be in October yet. So you have a little time. All right, so I'm going to nominate non-Halloween ones because I don't have one on That's fine, and then I'll start Halloween with my nominations. Cool. Have I nominated now and then yet? No. Cool. So now and then. Cool. And do I want to do a movie I know you're going to pick, or do I want to do a movie I don't know what you're going to pick, but then we have to wait for it to come out the box. This is riveting. Um, now and then, and uh, The Notebook. I think you nominated the notebook. Before. I don't think I've nominated the notebook. It wasn't on that list. You could check it. Check it out. Oh, check it God. out. Is it on the. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's not on here. It's not on there? It's not. So the notebook, or now and then. Two movies from my. I actually saw now and then in theaters when I was a child. Oh, did you say between your parents when you saw it? I'm pretty sure you did. I can't wait no, to I don't talk think, about I don't think my I don't think my dad was in the picture then. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> You're know. welcome. I don't know. So you so you just want to solve this with your mom? Probably. She probably wanted to see it. It's like, oh, it's kind of for kids. I remember I got the junior novelization out of the Scholastic uh, book things. Why? Because, I don't know, man. It's like geared towards... I don't know. I've I read girls. any movie book. I don't know. I was a weird kid, all right? Oh, fuck. So you want to do that or you want to do The Notebook? I've never actually seen You've never seen The Notebook? The Notebook. Shut the fuck up. How have we been together for 12 years and you've never seen Let's it? Let's just get it over with, The Notebook. Let's just get it over with. I'm shocked. 
How have we been together for so long, and I never knew that you've never seen the notebook? Easy. I, ge- I generally am the one who picks the movies we watch, and I pick good shit. The notebook. Uh-huh, sure. Sure. Oh, man, wait till the podcast. Can't believe you've never seen it. Well, I will. Hooray. What? You're a dick. <laughs> it's like romantic love story. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, will they get together? Won't they get together? They kiss in the ring and they die in their arms. The end. <laughs> don't have to listen to next week's episode. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Are you going to fucking strike me again? Yeah, yes. come on. I'm going to tear the page out of this book. Stop it. Don't leave my poop report alone. That's too thick to be the poop Rate, report. review, and subscribe us. I've been pooping a lot. Uh... <laughs> Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Patreon.com slash Audio for bonus content. Support uh, this show and all the others. Facebook.com slash MarriedWithMovies. At MarriedWMovies on Twitter. MarriedWithMovies at gmail.com. One last time. This Saturday, 12 Central. Podslam 2019 gets underway arcadeaudio.net slash podslam is where you're going to be able to listen to the live stream. We are hopefully also going to have some kind of video streaming set up for you to watch it live as well as it's happening. If you're in Chicago, $10 all day. You can watch the whole podslam event live. The famous IO Theater. We are going to have the best silent auction we've ever had. We're going to have the best door prizes and giveaways we've ever had. We're going to have some amazing, amazing shows from the world of TV, movies, improv, wrestling, of course. Uh, we are going to have um, our, our All-Star Rumble, uh, the first time it's a main eventing pod slam. It's been such a big hit the past three years. The All-Star Podcast Rumble, uh, sponsored by our uh, presenting sponsor, Parker Flags and Pennants, live, closing out the evening. It is going to be an incredible, incredible show. Our goal is $5,000. It's all for Connor's Cure, Pediatric Cancer Research. Please, please, please click on the link that's attached to the podcast. Donate. Help us reach our goal and help us crush it one last time. Any final thoughts, Samantha? She's asleep. Her eyes are open, but she's totally out. She's gone. I've been out for an hour. I know. You died two weeks ago. It's only. Oh. For mullet. This is mullet. Signing out for Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. I can't say that shit like no, I did at do. lunch about you like do say that. I'm gonna die before fifty and yeah, then you get all weepy. When I say it, it's a joke. I'm joking too. Are you? Yes. Are you? I don't know. Are you gonna be able to not kill me for eighteen more years? Probably not. That's why I don't joke. If I die, it's because of you. Don't put that on that. Slapping me to death. Surprised it's not a mark. That was really loud. It really hurt really hurt. You know you're a much better director than you are an actor, right? You're not that good you know a director. You know you're much better... Oh, wait. Oh, 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 oh,
thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.